powerful experience together, isn't it? To worship our creator, to worship our savior on this Christmas. Come on, let's put our hands together. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace. He loved us so much that he came to this earth. And that's the reason to celebrate, amen? Let's pray together. God, thank you so much. Words really cannot describe. God, we're, we're just so grateful that you noticed us. That you didn't just remain this guy in the sky, this distant foreign being separated from us. God, but you came to us. You put on flesh and bones and you demonstrated how great your love is for us. All the way to the cross, from the manger to the cross, God, you showed us your love and your grace. Lord, be with us now. Open up our minds, soften our hearts. May we receive your gift, Jesus. Amen. Well, my name is Heath Krieger. I'm one of the pastors here at Spring Branch. And yes, it is me, Heath, even though I'm wearing this suit. Uh, I know some of, you did, uh, some of you did not recognize me, but a happy wife is a happy life. And uh, she put me up to it. I like to say it was my idea, but that was Lindsay's idea. No. Uh, I got a confession to make. I am a 10-year-old boy in a 40-year-old body especially around Christmas time, any grown men out there courageous enough to admit that you just get all 10-year-old inside, right, around Christmas time, you can't wait to put up the lights, you got Christmas music playing, you'd put up the Christmas tree if you could right after Halloween, right? I love this time of year. A few days ago, we were decorating the tree. My, my daughter, Lila, uh, she was carefully putting on the ornaments on the tree, and uh, we had Christmas music playing and some good food. It was just one of those moments. Ever had those? One of those moments you just want to put in your pocket and store for later. It was a special time together. And then this happened. That's right. (laughs) If you can see it, the tree came tumbling down, uh, and there was this moment of, okay, what are we going to do next? The kids don't look at me at that point. They, They look to my wife, Lindsay. She's the problem solver in our family. Um, it's, it's kind of embarrassing. One time we were at Home Depot and she's the one like cutting and measuring stuff and I'm the one holding the purse and the baby. <laughs> so it's a little embarrassing. Um, don't judge me. But uh, so she had this solution. Check this out. She tied the tree to the wall. Yeah, we got a, we got a faulty tree stand. I don't know, I don't know what, what the problem was. Uh, maybe it was the fact that the kids put all the ornaments on like one side of the tree. So it was like leaning over, but anyway, always an adventure at our house. Here's, here's, here's the reason why I tell that story. I believe that uh, we all live in fear, fear of different kinds. Um, since the tree fell in our living room, we, we were all kind of like, okay, is it going to fall again? Uh, that was kind of crazy. Um, but we all kind of have a fear inside of us, whether we realize it or not. Maybe it's a fear of failure. Maybe it's a fear of the future, the fear of the unknown. Maybe it's a fear of just letting somebody down. Maybe it's a fear of unhealth or sickness, disease. Maybe it's a fear of, uh, of, of just instability financially. Whatever that fear is, I believe that uh, that, that's the reality, that's the, that's the reality that we walk in every day, whether we realize it or not, we're all afraid of something. 
But we serve a God who wants to calm our fears. We serve a God who who has good news for us. And he tells us, do not fear. Do not fear. In fact, 365 times in the Bible, one for every day of the year, our God tells us, he reminds us to not be afraid. He knows how troubling this world can be. In fact, we're either coming out of trouble, we're in the middle of trouble, or about ready to go into it, right? Anybody relate to that? And we have a God who's sensitive to us. He's thoughtful and he knows that we carry a heavy burden, a heavy weight, a heavy responsibility day in and day out. Life is not easy, but he wants us to know that we're not alone. He's with us. And like Austin said, we can have a personal relationship with this God. I wrote down a few of these um, do not fear commands in the Bible. Um, Fear not because God is with you. Fear not for your God hears you. Fear not for the Bible belongs, for the battle belongs to the Lord. Fear not for he will help you and he will strengthen you. Fear not, he will hold you up with his victorious right hand. Fear not, Spring Branch, he will personally go ahead of you. He will not fail you, he will not abandon you. Fear not, he will protect you, and he knows your name. He knows you. He knows the number of hairs on your head. Fear not, he's out to bless you, out to help you, help, out to heal you. Fear not, nothing can separate you from his love, his value, and his greater future. Fear not, for he has given you the kingdom and the victory. Fear not, for he is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega, fear not because he is the king of all rulers. Death couldn't defeat him, the grave couldn't hold him. Fear not because the world can't overcome him. Fear not because Jesus is alive today and forever and he is coming soon, amen? I mean, how many of us wanna hear some good news in this world of bad news, right? Do not fear, My son and my daughter, God says to you, do not fear. Whatever is going on in your life, here's the question. Are you living in fear or believing by faith? That's the choice. That's the decision we make each day. Are you living in fear or believing by faith? God wants us to move from anxiety, from fear to joy and faith and peace. There were some guys watching their flock by night a couple thousand years ago. Some shepherds, verse eight, Luke chapter two, in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. These guys were filled with fear day in and day out. One reason was because there were thieves, there were wolves, they protected their sheep at all costs from both. They were also outcasts socially, They were low on the totem pole. They were seen as inferior. They were disenfranchised, ostracized. They were forgotten people. They weren't allowed in the temple because they were seen as unclean and unfit to worship God. They were homeless and lived on the mountainside. Every day, all day, they lived in fear, these shepherds. One silent, starry night, put yourself in their shoes. All of a sudden, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Everybody say, great fear. This word great fear in the Greek means terrified. It means 
put to flight. All of a sudden, something happens, and if you can just imagine these shepherds do a 180, and they just run full head of steam the other direction because they're just shuddering in fear. You see, God meets us in our great fears with some good news. It doesn't matter how much darkness is in your life right now. It doesn't matter what you're experiencing right now. God is willing to meet you right in the middle of that disappointment, right smack dab in the middle of that fear, whatever it is for you. We have a God who is personal and accessible, who pursues you, and he meets you right in the middle of that fear with some good news. God meets us in our great fears with some good news. For behold, verse 10, this word behold means strap yourself in, brace yourself. Behold, the angel says, I bring you good news. What's the good news? What's the good news? The good news is that God has not left us hanging. He didn't just create us and say, all right, good luck, guys. Good luck out there in that crazy world. He loved us so much that he came to us. Every other religion says we gotta get to God, right? Based on how good of a life we're living, by how many people we can help, how many boxes we can check, how many Sundays we can attend church, right? That's not about that, that's religion. God started a relationship, not a religion. God came to us passionately, patiently, and personally. He came to us, and all we gotta do is receive his love in our lives. We don't have to work for it. He did all the work himself all the way to the cross. He didn't come to condemn us because of our sins. He came to save us. He came not to pay us back, but to win us back. Amen? That's the good news. John 3.16, we see this verse in between the, the uprights, right? When we watch football. John 3.16, say with me if you know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever should believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is the truth. Whoever should believe in him, whoever should believe in him shall have eternal life. And it's not just about getting from here to there either. Not just about getting our golden ticket. That's part of it. Knowing that we will spend forever in heaven and eternity with Jesus. I was talking to my friend Juanita here after the service. She's in her 90s and she walked up to me with tears in her eyes and she said, Heath, you know my daughter that I was telling you about, Vicki? She passed away last week. But in that moment, I could... I could recognize her sorrow and her mourning, but I could also recognize her faith because she said next, she said, Heath, she's with Jesus in heaven now. Wow. That's the hope that we have in Christ. Full, abundant, peaceful, joyful life here on earth and confidence that when we are done living here that we can keep living in heaven. And better is one day there than a thousand days here. God wants us to have that hope. And the manger is the beginning. Jesus coming and being born a manger, that's the beginning. And for the next 33 years, he walked among us and talked among us. And he showed us how to love others and have compassion and patience towards others. Ultimately, voluntarily laying down his life for us on the cross. Rising three days later conquering death, 
That's the good news. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. Because of our sin, if you've lied, you're a liar. We're all sinners falling short of the glory of God. We all deserve death because of our sin. That's the bad news. You gotta understand the bad news in order to appreciate the good news. The good news is that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The gift, the original Christmas gift is God putting on flesh and bones and being born on this earth and dying for us so that we could live. You see, God's good news turns our great fear into great joy. When we receive this gift of salvation, this gift of forgiveness, there's just a joy this world cannot touch. How many of you have experienced that joy? It's not dependent on circumstances. It's not dependent on happenings. Happiness is dependent on happenings, right? Last time I checked, those things change. It ebbs and flows, it comes and goes, it's here today and gone tomorrow, in today and out tomorrow. The things of this earth change and we can't rely on those things for happiness. But guess what? We can choose joy in the midst of trial, in the midst of whatever circumstance we're in. We can choose joy because we're choosing Jesus and he doesn't change in a world that's always changing. Chapter 2, verse 10, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. How many of us need some great joy in 2020? Great joy, great joy. It's for all people, by the way. What's all mean? All means all, and that's all all means, okay? Everybody, whoever should believe in him. What you did years ago does not disqualify you from God's love, by the way. His love is deep. It is wide, it is big, it is everlasting, it is never stopping, it is always and forever, never breaking. It's a covenant in blood kind of a love that never ends. That's the kind of love that God has for you and for me. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people, even you and even me. Sinners like us can be saved and become saints and sons and daughters of Jesus. He is the source of joy. You know, I had a chance to hear a story this past week from my friend, Lori. Lori is a small group leader, and she was telling me, Heath, Heath, Heath. She had had this joy on her face. She said, Heath, guess what? Our small group, we're having dinner together, and we realized that, man, we've got a lot to offer, time, treasures, and talents. And they had contacted the church, and they had discovered this family, specifically this single mom with four kids. That's a heavy weight to carry. She's got some fears. And she said, Heath, we found out what those kids wanted for Christmas. And we went out shopping, and we got all these toys for these kids and for this mom, and and we're going to deliver the presents to them. Just amazing. Just amazing the thought. The thought of those kids' faces tomorrow morning when they open up their presents. And the thought of, The mom who's carrying a heavy weight and burden every day and every week. That's where true life is found. Sharing God's joy with others. And receiving joy by giving and serving others. Verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel, like like it wasn't enough, right? 
God's like, I really want to make a point here. This is a, this is a really big deal, this whole announcement, all right? And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, sounded just like that. I guarantee you. Maybe even better. But God showed up and he was throwing a party. And he brought some angels, hundreds and thousands of angels. God broke through for the special announcement. And he wasn't messing around. And these shepherds were like, whoa, this, this escalated quickly. This went to a whole other level. What did they do? When the angels went away, the shepherds said, oh, that was pretty cool. That was a great message, great Christmas Eve service. All right, we're just going to go on with our life, you know, no big deal. Okay, that was, that was cool. No, they were changed. There was an invitation. There was an invitation, and they received that invitation. They took action. They put one foot in front of the other. They drew a line in the sand. They put a stake in the ground, and they took action, and they went full head of steam to Bethlehem to meet this Jesus. They felt privileged. They felt honored, these lowly shepherds. Their souls felt their worth, right? Every soul will feel its worth on Christmas. God came to you and to me. He thought that we were worthy enough, not because of what we've done, but because of what he has done. And he wants us to experience the love of Jesus. Those shepherds full had esteemed to Bethlehem. And when they saw it, verse 17, they made known the saying that they had heard from the angels. And they returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. They were changed people. They were changed people. Found people find people, right? Blessed people bless people. When we come and see, we will go and tell, right? When you experience a delicious dinner tonight or tomorrow or, or when you watch your favorite football team win or when you go on a great vacation, you don't just keep it to yourself, right? You tell people. We share about what we care about, right? How much more should we tell others and shout it to the mountains? The fact that we have a God who paid attention to us all the way to the cross. It was almost like we were walking out on incoming traffic and he jumped out the last second like a superhero and pushed us out of the way. But in the process, he gave his own life. He got what we deserved to give us what he deserved, right? He lived the perfect, sinless life. He gave us eternal life. He forgave us of all of our sins. He put himself on the hook to take us off the hook. He laid down his life so we could have life. These shepherds were changed people. You see, Christmas is God's way of saying, I have a gift for you. I have a gift for you. Will you receive it? Christmas is God's way of saying, I have a gift for you. Will you receive it? Will you open it? Will you not just admire the wrapping and go to a service and that sounded good, looked good, 
but he is desperately wanting to get your attention. And he wants you to open and receive the original Christmas gift. See, it's not about the presence under the tree, it's about his presence on the tree and the love that he displayed on the cross for each of us. From the manger to the cross, Jesus tells us that he has a gift. Did we earn it? No. Do we deserve this? No. I certainly don't. But God, through his grace, provides an opportunity for us to have a relationship with him. Will you open it? Will you receive it? Will you trust him with your life? I'm sure in a room this size, there are some of you who have never entered into a personal relationship with Jesus, as Austin was sharing earlier. Uh, It's as simple as ABC. It's not easy, but it's simple. It's a simple prayer. If If you would, just pray with me. God, I know that there's some brothers and sisters in this room who have heard this message before, uh, but for some reason or another, um, they were distracted or fell on hard soil. God, I just pray right here in this moment that they would draw a line in the sand, that they would say, you know, 2020 is gonna be different. I wanna be a better husband. I wanna be a better father. I wanna be a better human being, the best version of myself. The only way that's possible is through believing in Jesus trusting my life to him. So God, just pray you give each person that's room the courage to say this prayer, to receive this gift. It's as simple as this prayer. Pray with me if you would. God, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I've been walking in fear. God, I believe that you love me. I believe that you died on the cross for me. And God, I commit my life to you, to serving you. Thank you, Jesus. If you pray this prayer right now, keep your eyes closed and your heads bowed. Just take a moment to to shoot your hand to the sky. Raise your hand just boldly. Just let God know that you made this decision. Just raise your hand up high. If you just pray that prayer for the first time, You've entered into a personal relationship with Jesus. Keep it up. Praise God, that's awesome. You've crossed over from death to life. And you can rest assured that you will spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. God's good news turns our great fear into great joy. Amen.